0: It's the perfect choice for podcasters, so make sure to check it out. Download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm. Back to the show. The Opus. An exploration of legendary records and their ongoing legacy. Not just their history, but how this music continues to evolve. We're opening the vault on classic records upon re-release, delving into their inner workings and their lasting impact. Maybe you're a longtime fan and wants to go a little deeper. Maybe you're a first-time listener and you're curious to hear more. Either way, you're in the right place. Find us at Consequence of Sound or wherever you tune in to podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network.
2: to all of you lovely pod people out there. I am your host Leo Phillips and this is another episode of This must be the gig your 2019 forever teen backstage pass to the world of live music and performance. So if this is the first time you're tuning in, every single week I bring you a really fascinating conversation from the behind the scenes of the live music and performance world. So that could really mean me scouting out a musician I want to chat to about their history uh, with touring and performing a festival founder, a festival that I love, a choreographer that's done formative work uh, within the industry, a comedian who loves performing and has a history with touring, an actor... So really anyone obsessed with performance the way that we are and the way that all of you are. And uh, just before we dig into this week's really fantastic interview, I know you all want to get there. Let's just check in with our little constant companion here at the TMBTG Studios, Engineer Adam. Hello.
0: Hey, little companion. I mean, no one, no one's called me little before. (laughs)
2: Little bub, you're six foot seven. So
0: it's true. I I don't usually go by Little Adam, but I like no. it. I like it. Thank you.
2: I'm trying it on, gentle giant.
0: Thank you so much for that. How was your week, by the way?
2: Oh a pleasure. Uh, let's think about it. The world is still a mess. <laughs> 45 had McDonald's. Big news. Uh, one of my absolute heroes, the Karen O, recently announced a really beautifully, wonderfully, incredibly, all the adjectives <laughs> a new collaborative album.
0: Oh, yeah? With who? I didn't see this, actually. Wait, what? Yeah.
2: The new first single is stunning. It's called Woman, and it's with Danger Mouse.
0: Oh, that's going to be good.
2: Which everything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> That's a Danger Mouse song, by the way.
0: I, I know. That's, that's going to be an incredible album. It's not a song.
2: Um, but that's not all the news. We also got the announcement today. Or was it yesterday? I don't know what day it is. That the one and only Bikini Kill will be playing a set of shows in LA and York. Oh and they God. are reuniting.
0: I heard this news. And let me tell you, I could not be more excited. Why? I mean, they are just badass women. <laughs> formative to the punk movement it's just going to be incredible to see them live after those records you know i I wasn't quite old enough to see them when they were actually around so those records were important to me but i was never able to actually experience it live to be able to see that would be amazing i'm hoping fingers crossed to be able to get out there for their show in LA in the end of April. Maybe I'll use some vacation days <laughs> to get out there.
2: <laughs> From TMVTG Studios.
0: Exactly. You've got a no, very... No, deny. Oh, okay, never mind.
2: No, you're allowed to go. Only if I can go. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. Let's. let's That's both, how the world works. Let's both take vacation. That's how the world works. Yeah.
2: Tit for tat. Tick attack. So, or we could go to New York at the end of May or early June. But speaking of the supremely talented woman in this world, this week's guest certainly fits that bill, and we have an amazing interview coming up with the sublime Jamila Woods from Chicago, in Chicago, made for you, Chicago. Jamila recently performed at the Red Bull Music Festival in Chicago. I've said Chicago now so many times.
0: I mean, it bears, it bears repeating,
2: I think. Uh, it was her kind of victory lap for her 2016 album, Heaven. Uh, I know that Adam was obsessed with that album. As so a Chicagoan, I... mm-hmm. let's say the
0: word again, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago.
2: Chicago. Chicago. Chicago.
0: Chicago. Uh, Heaven really shows what I think makes Jamila so special, but also makes the music scene at the moment really special. Mm-hmm. It, it showcased her background as a poet, as an activist, and it really wraps the whole scene up in this beautiful dazzling musical package and plus the record features chance the rapper features saba features queku collins three of my favorite rappers maybe period definitely in the city mm. and she still comes out as this transcendent superhuman star even you know amongst these big voices and it's the songwriting amazing the performance is amazing it's just an incredible record
2: and obviously I think that's also an important point to make that her songwriting is so it's uh, so of the time and of the moment mm. but yeah it feels much bigger and wiser than her peers which Definitely. I'm allowed to say she just I just feel like everything she's done has elevated her music. And so her heaven here performance at the Harold Washington Cultural Centre down It's
0: definitely south of the loop, you you got South
2: it. of the Loop. It was amazing to experience as well, um, as we chat about Uh, this performance really celebrated the album but also the vibrant and really diverse art scene in Chicago. The show featured a string section, a choir, a DJ, poets, dancers, visual artists and really the epitome of performance and the kind of thing that we really dream of here at TMBTG Studios and also Red Bull Music Festival. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan. I covered the festival last year in New York and this year in Chicago was was absolutely uh, uh, last year in Chicago. Yeah,
0: it's already, I don't know what it's already day a couple I mean. months ago.
2: Um, we covered Futurehood and Friends. If you want to go back and listen to that episode after this uh, with Mr. Wallace and Roy. It's just uh, incredible that I got to chat with Jamila just hours before her show. It was freezing and she was trying to preserve her voice and she uh, was really <laughs> lovely about giving me time and it was a really moving moment in her upward artistic trajectory and just seeing that and hearing that and just being in her presence really and meeting her and and getting to to listen to everything that she has to say in the world of her music and her creativity was really, really inspiring. And especially as an outsider, which I feel like I totally am still, not just to um, America but also to <laughs> to Chicago. She is really insightful and honest about her place within the the scene and the history of the scene. And she is so knowledgeable about it. And she never made me feel for one. One second that I was silly for asking all the very probing questions that I had.
0: That's a really, really beautiful characteristic of of someone in the scene, uh, so entrenched in it as she is. Yeah, welcoming. really, really powerful. Yeah. But before we get into that, once you've heard the entire thrilling chat, please leave us a note about it on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook at tmbtgpod, TMBTGPod. And uh, let us know what you thought about Jamila and uh, or about any episode you've listened to.
2: Yeah, especially seen as though the year's only just started, but there's so many announcements as we spoke about last week in the in the in the chat and there's so many things coming up that if you just want to let us know what you're going to see, then you know, like us, we bought La Luz tickets the other day. It's you true. know 15 baccaroonies, Nothing bad. It's worth it
0: live music is out there go see it (laughs) and when you're not buying tickets you can subscribe rate review the podcast on apple podcast on spotify on stitcher wherever you listen to podcasts we're there leave us a five star rating maybe do it in the form of your first concert experience your favorite concert experience let us know what that was and we'll give you a shout out right oh, here on Oh, I forgot the air. to tell you
2: as well. On yes. Twitter, there's a first concert experience tag going around. Oh, yeah. And I was like, where did they get that from? Us. Us. And quickly, I want to say a very heartfelt thank you to Red Bull and Grandstand Media. You know who you are. Uh, you just help me with life. Thank you. But let us not be distracted from this week's wonderful chat. This is me and Jamila Woods... Enjoy. So what do you do when your voice is feeling kind of, because I was going to ask you off off air but Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask what do you do if you're wanting to obviously you don't speak if you're wanting to preserve your voice I try (laughs) which I'm making you speak just hours before your show but is there any any sort of natural things that you take Mm you are nodding (laughs) like what
1: um well my mom is um She's a doctor and, like, a really okay. into holistic medicine. So she's recently been making ghee, which is, like, I'm the, not the really... The ghee. Yeah. Yeah, G-H-E-E. 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 <laughs> it's, yeah. like, a type of oil, but it's really good um, in Ayurvedic medicine for people with my kind of dosha, they call it, or, like, right. body type, which is, like... Okay. Um, always cold all the time and the cold really affects, like, my voice and making... everything feel really dry so the ghee really helps with that so I put it in my tea okay I with like tea honey. in the ghee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tea and the ghee that's what I did yesterday I'm definitely gonna do it today
2: yeah too. <laughs> because it's so difficult I just got laryngitis like two oh. weeks ago I'm, I'm now 10 days after it which is great because yeah. I like couldn't go out in public even though you see lots of people coughing but I when also my voice goes funny from speaking all the time as well yeah but and then I just lose it it's not even a whisper. And <laughs> I'm sure you can't afford to do that
1: yeah I don't think I've ever lost I think it's also a mental thing yeah just like oh 100%, yeah. <laughs> it's like
2: a phantom <laughs> mm-hmm. like you start thinking oh it's gonna go it's mm-hmm. gonna go and then one day you should wake up and you're like
1: and I also when <laughs> I'm alone like I talk to myself a lot yeah so today I was just like Mm. Yeah. <laughs> don't keep it down. Keep yeah. it down.
2: I also do that. I don't know I don't find it even strange. I recently got a puppy and so the speaking to myself is now extended to the animal, yeah. which is like That's a little
1: more normal. A <laughs> little more normal.
2: But I don't think it's weird. Do you speak about the things that you write or do you just like narrate your day? Like, kind I'm of putting the fridge. Yeah. I'm making. I'm making ghee with my
1: teeth. Uh, <laughs> kind of just having like a conversation, sort of like not so much narrating, but like commentating, I guess.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, do you live? Do you live close by? Because now we're at the Harold Washington Cultural Center. If yes. anybody
1: didn't know, uh, on the south side. yes. Yeah. Um, I do live close by. I was just thinking in the Uber how nice to have like a really short, no commute. traffic Uber ride to a gig. Soundcheck. Because
2: usually the, I haven't ever been to this, this cultural center before. I've been to the library down the road mm-hmm. because somebody said that it had a really good selection, which is quite it, cool. Yeah, You know, the smaller libraries people tend to not want to go to. Mm-hmm. They just want to go to the big ones. And yeah. some of the smaller ones are actually quite exciting. Yeah. But so did you grow up in Chicago?
1: I did. Okay. Yes, I grew up wow. um, in beverly mostly okay yeah
2: so where do you usually have to commute
1: to to go to the shows i mean most of them aren't up north yeah exactly yeah most of you venues i really love like the mm-hmm. metro or mm-hmm. lincoln hall shuba's everything is kind of up north except for talia hall um, in Pilson. Yeah. yeah um There's other venues, too, but just, you know, that have the sound quality and size Mm. that you want to have. So when Red Bull asked me to do the show, I was like, I just want to do someplace on the south side. I've already played at Talia Hall. Good. Someplace further south. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to be really easy for people in the south, on the south side, Mm. um, communities to come to.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Also, because when is there ever a chance? A lot of the bookers just, as you said, they just book up where they mm-hmm. think most people live which yes. is the truth is people there's a whole
1: other, <laughs> there's a whole other world more than half of the city
2: <laughs> but so that. do you feel that if you had moved from chicago you would be in a different uh, j- on a different journey if you weren't living because i i definitely believe in a place Di- not dictating, but informing some mm-hmm. of the art that somebody makes. Mm-hmm. But I certainly don't think you need to be there forever. But mm-hmm. do you feel like Chicago specifically? Because there is a magic here, yes. especially with art. If you hadn't lived here and stayed here, do you think your career would be a little different?
1: It definitely would be. um I'm trying to think how, because it's yeah. hard to imagine. But yes, I I remember. Um, when I was in school, I went to school on the East coast. Okay. I remember always just feeling re centered and re energized when I would come home for break and just go to open mics or different things, um, Mm. art in the artistic scene. Mm. So, um, and just from friends who have to live in LA for the type of work that they do or have to live in New York. Yeah. Um, it's just a different, every city has a different energy. Um, and every sort of industry has Mm. different different language, different culture, different values. Mm. Um, And I think that it's sometimes hard for artists to live in Chicago because there isn't industry. There's everyone's looking for a manager. Everyone's looking for not necessarily a label, but the resources that come with the label. And Mm. um, but on the flip side, there's not that sort of toxicity, that comes with those things i think
2: what the operative word is have to like people have to live in la or have to live in new Mm -hmm. york and there is some sense of uh there's still that kind of feeling here especially from just moving around the world i can see that it's there's so many pockets of different types of uh musical collectives Mm -hmm. but nobody seems aspirational as in they're not looking outside so much they're looking at each other Mm. which is is so rare i I don't I yeah. don't see that in many places. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's just indicative of Chicago, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that I think in New York, you're like, oh, what are they doing in LA? And LA is like, oh, what are they doing in New York? <laughs> and, and then New York is like, oh, London. And, you know, so. Yeah,
1: Chicago's very self centered we just, well, <laughs> but we're very prideful it, 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 absolutely um, exactly because mm-hmm.
2: there's so much happening here and there's not I don't know if you feel the same way because I'm not in the same line of of work that you do of course mm-hmm. but do you feel very supported here especially considering how many different things that you do you don't you don't just sing so mm-hmm. do you feel
1: I, I feel very too. supported I'm like Overwhelmed. I think it's yeah. gonna hit me tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but just looking, like there was a bus, there was like a CTA bus. I that, saw that they that hit got it. wrapped oh my with um, <laughs> some of my friends worked on. Um, I saw that. making that happen, and just the C- there's other CTA ads like all over the city, um, and just. The amount of people who just texted me today, like, good luck. Yeah. It feels like it's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's I didn't know really about cool. that. Happy
2: birthday! <laughs> but do you? Is is there some sort of because I, I saw you last year for the first time because I hadn't been able to see you yet. Mm. I saw you at the Pitchfork Festival, oh, cool. and I was just like that was two years up, ago. Yeah, or two years ago. Sorry, uh-huh. two thousand and sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I just remember looking up and just being completely blown away by how connected everyone was to you as Mm. much as you were to them. And there's so, again, it's such a rare experience to have as a viewer. Mm. Do you, especially considering how, when you start writing, and I know that you write poetry and have written poetry in the past, Mm -hmm. do you think that that, has helped, not helped, but affected the way that you perform mm-hmm. because you know that there's a message attached to it and you've honed your craft uh, yeah. as opposed to just getting up there and
1: yeah, kind of thinking, oh, music <laughs> is the it, you know, uh-huh. it's the thing. I do think that um, being a poet and coming, coming up through a lot of poetry performance spaces influences the way that I perform because mm-hmm. I remember um, – just learning how to perform poetry a lot of times my coaches or just friends or mm-hmm. you know in poetry slams they'll just say like remember why you wrote it or just like take a moment mm-hmm. before you speak to just be in whatever it was that you wrote in mm-hmm. a way that feels comfortable and right. safe um and so I think I kind of go into my own world a little bit which is what I found so great about poetry and why yeah I found like as a teenager was like oh this is so great like everything else sucks like (laughs) this I found this great place (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so yeah I think there's still some element of that but then live music is um a whole other energy that's so powerful just Mm. just having like my artistry combined with the artistry of four or in this case upwards of 80 people like or maybe there's like they ordered food for 100 people so maybe 100 people um (laughs) is just amazing it's just the best feeling do
2: you consider in terms of the performance part of what you do do you have you ever considered other vocalists that you have turned to or at least just seen in concert and looked to them as some sort of not inspiration because i find it such a boxing word more just a feeling that it really resonated with you was there anyone that really uh, you felt connected to as in your style matches their style
0: hmm
1: I always love Erica Badu, but I just got to see her live like a few months ago at Afropunk. Yeah, it was so great. And it was like a full moon. <laughs> <I> was, like... <laughs> yeah, because she's a witch. She's the best. It was amazing. Yo,
2: she's wonderful.
1: And it was just cool how comfortable she looked on stage. Similar to when I saw Lauren Hill at Pitchfork. Wow. Different, Totally different energies, but similar mm. like observing them in their element mm. being in control um, mm. in different ways was really cool so do
2: you feel like you have that as well or do you feel like you don't even consider anything when you get on stage because of course I'm not talking about process I'm speaking more about like what happens to you mm-hmm. on stage a lot of people to cope with nerves of course will take a uh, different routes mm-hmm. so do you feel like that happens to you as well that you just kind of give up to do to whatever's gonna happen you
1: let go yeah I think in general I do let go and it's usually not, um, there's always stressful stuff going on sometimes on tour, but it's usually like a, by that point I'm in, yes. the, in the habit of, you know, I get into a groove. With this show, it's harder to let go because there's so many moving parts and I've never been in in trying to envision such a huge mm. production. So I'm like, oh, is the poet going to come out? Is there, Are they going to play the right <laughs> video? But I can't think about that. I just have to trust all Absolutely. the amazing people who are definitely going to do the things that yeah
2: what are the potentially um not stressful but what are the potential things that like not could go wrong but the different moving parts especially considering tonight's show Mm -hmm. because obviously this episode will come out after the show yeah um which is still really amazing because I don't think a lot of people uh listening you know would have had any idea of what to expect Mm -hmm. so what what are the different parts
1: Yeah, so it's basically bringing my album Heaven to life in a very theatrical show. And there's these skits that kind of stitch together the album, these voicemails. um, Okay. And kind of in lieu of the voicemails to stitch together the songs, Mm -hmm. there's poets performing, there's dance um, to... Like multiple different dance groups performing, um, and uh, a choir—the choir that I used to be in when wow, I was in high Yes, school. I read that <laughs>
2: ages ago that you were in a choir. Yeah. Wow! So
1: that <laughs> that same choir. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then um, VAM, um, the production company that makes my music videos. They made the visuals. Manual Cinema. It's like a shadow puppetry mm. filmmaking company they made wow. some of the visuals too and red bull designed the whole stage that we talked about together and kind of they were yeah it was this really awesome collaborative process with a lot of people and i'm learning a lot um so it's been really amazing
2: did you have this idea a while ago or did it spark and become something even more when red bull approached you and said this is what we're doing it's gonna be in chicago It's your hometown yeah go
1: go crazy (laughs) i had a lot of ideas he was like there i had a phone call where they wanted to hear my ideas so i made like a list (laughs) of like a ton of them and this is the one that um sounded exciting but it wasn't Mm. this this is not what i said on the phone i I just had an idea of like heaven here yes and it's it's bringing the album to life on stage. Okay. I love the hip play ballerinas and I want to dance with them. I think I named like some of the people I want to collaborate with and he the person was excited, Adam, and um But then from there, it's just the idea of being an artist and being Mm. told, do whatever you want. Mm. My mind just kept going. (laughs) And I think maybe they didn't even know how far it was going to go, but they're kind of just kept saying, yes. So I'm like, cool, (laughs) this is amazing. Keep keep going.
2: But does your mind, uh, do you tend to have any control over where it goes or do you find like it's completely limitless because this is exactly where you should be and what you should be doing?
1: yeah i think especially with with heaven in particular Mm. because it was released on soundcloud initially and then re-released so it's kind of been like a hugely long album cycle longer than normal in in
2: comparison to how it usually goes yeah
1: so i've been sitting in these songs for so long Mm -hmm. that it feels very natural like um i don't know if i you know if i had just put it out i don't think i would have been able to do a show like this yeah it comes from really knowing the music intimately and Seeing also how people have reacted to it Mm. and sharing, having it be a shared world now. Mm. And now I can make it something that is even bigger.
2: But where do you go from here when there's things that you've realized and accomplished that you thought you may never, you know, the the dreams were there, but you never, I I don't know, I don't want to speak for you, but you never think that it's actually going to happen and then it does plus more. Mm -hmm. So where do you where do you go from here what is the, the what is that the next thing
1: well I was just thinking this morning like oh I'm gonna be really sad tomorrow <laughs> you know just like <laughs> the the, come the down. birthday
2: come down yeah the and
1: the tour come down like usually have that yeah. so I'm just anticipating that and maybe plan something like nice to do tomorrow and to warm. offset that yeah um But yeah, my my next project is done, so I just am going to be having some, not time off, but time kind of like out, you know, hibernation time yes, to think about what I'm going to do for that and just refuel a little bit
2: do you know do you know timelines for that like when things are going to be released so that at least because it's sometimes nice to take a break if you know an end point if you've got like a bookend in the beginning at the end yeah so do
1: you know the springtime when it's warmer hopefully (laughs) yeah
2: and we're also i love you're wearing the best scarf right (laughs) now it's like reminds me of that like it's just very warm and very Mm -hmm. comfy um, I love it. It's really cold today. So, it's It's not even it's that not cold, even that cold nice actually. Today. I know. And <laughs> I've like only lived here for a year and somebody said to me the other day like, "Oh, it's not too bad." Mm-hmm. And I agreed with them and i like, yep, no, is changing. that my right <laughs> to f- I'm changing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just becoming more ghostly, <laughs> like just disappearing. Um, but I wanted to ask you, let's check the time quickly. Oh yeah, it's okay. Few, this is um, fun. Okay, good. <laughs> um What I was thinking also is because you did grow up here, Mm -hmm. you have such a great inside track of things that uh, other people may not. Mm -hmm. So where was the first experience that you had of a live performance? Was it in church or maybe is there one that you went to watch, a show that Mm -hmm. you went to watch that was your first kind of way in? And that could be poetry mm-hmm. it could be spoke work it could be anything not yeah. just music but is there a show that really stuck has stuck out over the years
1: hmm. I think in terms of my first my first experiences of live music that was definitely in church um, and just seeing like the soloists and the choir and just the way that music can be so many things mm. it can be the utility of music to be this is the song that just plays during the offering this is the song yeah. that helps us you know get from one part of the service to the next to the healing power of mm-hmm. music and seeing physically people move by music um and also just seeing yeah just different vocalists and how their voices sound and thinking about my voice and yeah. what a choir means um but I also remember uh, going to, live, like, I don't know. I went to a lot of interesting concerts. At my very first concert, I loved the band Jars of Clay when I was okay. young. <laughs> like a Christian <laughs> rock band. Yeah. But my mom knew I loved them. And I just remember <clears throat> I always used to listen to this album over and over, and I knew all the words yeah. and just the experiences of, of going to see it live. I don't know. Totally different. as a kid, it's just like... Wow, you can really do this. You can really see like the songs you love live. So yeah. it's just a very simple thing, but seems simple, but
2: How old were you when you when you saw that show?
1: Uh maybe like 8 or 9. <gasps> yeah, it to was Yang. like very young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't... we drove to like indiana or something because
2: that's what i was thinking because so many people that i speak to that were that grew up in chicago always like yeah my first was a little bit outside chicago uh-huh. it's like i don't know if like parents were wanting them kids to get out of yeah, chicago or like experience the world a little bit but yeah that's really wonderful yeah do you do you remember though the first performance that you that
1: i did for you Mm, I remember my first poetry performances mm. being very... was had a lot of, I guess, stage fright or just mm. nervousness about sharing something that was totally mine. Mm. Because before that, even singing in choir or singing with the church choir, when I had solos, it wasn't like I wrote the song. Mm. So um, just the, a lot of nervousness coming from that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my poems used to be very cryptic because I had... <laughs> Just the way of your body being there with your words Mm. is very vulnerable. So I used to like have all these metaphors that were very um, just (laughs) hiding my stories. Yeah.
2: When did you break through that? When did that fall away or not fall away? But when did you realize that not that it was okay to be as open as possible, but that the effect was going to help your creativity because sometimes nervousness Mm -hmm. comes from a lack of control and thinking, shit, everything's going to go wrong. My life is going to change. Career will be over. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it actually makes everything better when you just, you know, release. Mm -hmm. So when, when was that moment when it, it all just felt a little more manageable?
1: I think it was kind of when I got back to Chicago, uh or maybe in the period in college when I was coming back a lot and mm. just understanding more through young Chicago authors and yes. other reading a lot of Chicago poets mm. who are really like Gwendolyn Brooks like write what you know write what's under your nose and so kind of just that permission to write about stuff that I just mm. thought was boring you know, I know because you're so not close even, to it <laughs> yeah oh my god not even like my deepest darkest secrets totally just like the stuff that's in between Mm. Um, that's not as boring as you would think yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: do you is there a a venue that you've performed in because obviously as you said this is now kind of end of the tour Mm -hmm. and a, a close on a really beautiful transformative chapter yeah. in your in your life so has there been a strange venue that you've played that you found was strange is a good thing in yeah. this context I never shy away from it or maybe just unique uh, place that you never thought really that you would perform in
1: I just remember a, some European tour shows yeah not so much the shows but the the journeys in between them oh right <laughs> but there was like Going to Paris from somewhere in... England, mm. um, there was like this huge snowstorm, and it doesn't, they're not really used to snow. So no. everything <laughs> shut <Chicago> down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You like those people. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> and there was like no one moving on the highway, and the van was so cold. Oh my gosh. And our tour manager, you know, cold again. Like I don't, yeah. I don't do that. And so, especially when I know I have to sing. So, like, we stopped yeah. at like a Target or something, not Target, but you know, something, <laughs> something like that. Something like that. And I bought a space here. <laughs> because like the van like the heat wasn't getting to the back and the tour manager yeah. was like it's on I was like no it's, it's not, not. <laughs> um, so I bought a space heater and I plugged into the van and the van shorted out no because yeah. of the voltage mm-hmm. be- and so the, the battery was like dead and we had to restart it um but yeah and also had to like pee outside at one point oh, no. cuz there was like, no traffic moving and yeah it was an adventure it was Look, an adventure if
2: anything anybody thought that uh, life was glamorous Glamorous, you know you're like i'm peeing on the highways of paris (laughs) 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 that's a good name for a song peeing on the highways of paris (laughs) that was me (laughs) um but i suppose when things like that happen you have to just make a quick solution Mm -hmm. um and especially when you get you in kind of uncharted territory that you don't really you know even if you tour a lot anything can happen but how do you keep your because as you said you're very affected by cold and mm-hmm. all those variables how do you keep yourself then healthy and sane as well because those are two as you said earlier the body and the mind are yeah. very, two different entities that we like They're to very connected very connected but are also on their own mm-hmm. path sometimes so how do you how do you make sure especially when you're on tour and you don't you know have the van that you normally in mm-hmm. or the you know luxuries mm-hmm. how how do you deal How do you deal with that?
1: Well, I think, again, my mom just always growing up understanding that connection or not understanding it, but Mm. being told, you know, like, if you're stressed out, you know, that's related to why you might get a cold Mm. or just little things like she would always emphasize. And so I think um, knowing that that's the connection that exists, Mm. just always being really present with that myself. So I've you know I try I'm really not very disciplined I'm that's the goal of mine okay um to to be more disciplined so I'm okay. not gonna say like I meditate every day because I, <laughs> yeah. I really oh, don't good. I'm but glad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have been like even t- like in this process it's mm-hmm. like a lot of in you know, talking to the stage managers or st- mm-hmm. talking like I have to do all of these very logistical things mm-hmm. that can tend to be very stressful. I could let them stress and, me and out. And so
2: far from the core of your work as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: And so just approaching not... Because I'm also like an impasse. So like basically not not letting myself absorb other people's energy. And...
2: So hard. Yeah. How do you do that? Maybe it's the scoff.
1: The scoff of like... <laughs> it's actually like thinking about like more more deeply that person Mm. because like, oh, that person, maybe they're not even stressed out. Maybe that's just how they communicate. Coming across. So I don't have to get stressed because I'm just assuming that they're stressed based on, you know, if I was doing that, that's how that I would tone look stressed. and but the words, yeah. absolutely. Maybe this person just talks in a kind of rude tone. Yeah, that's cool. But okay. there's so much
2: strength. <laughs> but there's so much strength in 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 being able to put yourself in those situations because it's so easy to pe- be reactive, mm-hmm. especially when you're feeling a lot. And this is your life's work. It's yeah. everything that means so much to you. It is, and, and I you I have somebody like speaking down to you or speaking or not in even a weird tone, down, just like yeah. different than <laughs> I'm used to.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's I have to understand too, like no one here got here by accident like people no. work very right. hard and they're really good at what they do so they're doing it because that's how they work best yes that's and maybe their skill yeah if we were going to work together for months and months maybe we could work out a way to do it better but in this moment yes. we have a day to yeah. make this great so let's let me not <laughs> let's linger on that yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really admirable. And I feel like it's great that you said that as well, because I think a lot of people don't realize why they get stressed out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And knowing where the core is coming from and also acknowledging that it may not be within you yeah is also a huge thing. It's like they call it like a CEO effect. It's mm-hmm. like when the CEO gets screamed at, or say he wakes up in the morning and then. Uh, there's a baby crying and then he wakes up and then he's going to scream at the next person that person's oh, going to scream yeah. and it's that CEO effect of like I love how it's like the old adage is like about a man a CEO man yeah that is <laughs> anyway a CEO woman true. who's and then you know going down the the mm-hmm. day and screaming at people because it's so contagious yeah um, I would say
1: nothing has prepared me for this like in terms of that mm-hmm. reminds me of just like working in a non-profit Absolutely. like working a job like this prep this process mm. more than ever like usually on tour I'm not like oh like my nonprofit experience <laughs> is helping me right now but Absolutely. this definitely is like just the way that I can switch between logistical brain artistic mm. brain and deal with different personality types and communication styles and-
2: Whilst being able to learn as well, and mm-hmm. not feeling uh, stuck, as you know, mm-hmm. in those situations you sometimes feel like you it's not moving. Yeah. And as an artist, I'm sure that mo- motion is very important as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for just for process, you just want to get things done so yeah. you can carry on. Is there a thing that is part of the nonprofit that you feel is a collection of everything you've been working on? Uh, what do you what do you tend to be doing? Uh, mostly every day toward it how Um, do you really spend your time working when I work
1: at at Young Chicago Authors well it's kind of a lot of different things like sometimes I'm teaching a poetry workshop sometimes I'm helping kind of artistic creative direct um, the festivals that we might be putting Mm -hmm. on or an Mm -hmm. event that we're putting on Mm. sometimes I'm just doing very mundane emailing it's a, or interfacing with artists mm. it's a lot of different things which I think is cool um it's a very and they're very flexible like this whole week they're like yeah bye okay. you work at Red Bull now <laughs> get out <laughs> um so I really appreciate that and it's moments like this where I can tell how much I've grown um mm. through not um through having to juggle mm. so many things, I won't, I won't say having to, but choosing to. Choosing to.
2: Mm-hmm. Why do you think the Chicago, the young Chicago authors, is so important? Especially as you're from Chicago, everything. at It's I, I know why it's important from an from an outsider's, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's really interesting. Why do you find uh, it's it's crucial in this world right now and in a city like Chicago?
1: For YCA and also all of the orgs that you'll see mm. on stage tonight, Blue Rhythm, Chicago, um, hip play ballerinas, Chicago Children's Choir. Um, there's, there have to be safe spaces for young people to express themselves mm. and also to, where where excellence is expected of them. That's something that Josephine Lee, my choir director who's directing them um, tonight, yeah. she always used to say like, just because you're, 14 years old doesn't mean I won't expect you to perform at a professional level because I know you could be excellent Mm. and so I think that's very powerful especially with the state of where public education is at and just how young people are treated in Mm. general Mm. um so that's why I continue to work I wouldn't say like I you know I gotta work in the nonprofit sector but I would say I always want to work like Mm. with young people because Mm. that's that they're some of the people that keep me the most inspired mm. um and they're gonna run the world so <laughs> might as well pay attention to that. absolutely yeah
2: and then lastly because I don't want to take up too much more of your time but um your mom's come up so many times during mm-hmm. this conversation and that really resonates uh mine is very far away and there's so many things that I land up doing that I'm like oh I am definitely a product of this human um Is there anything that she said to you, especially considering the craft that you've chosen and the world that you are in? Is there anything that she said to you that really uh, inspires
1: you? Mm. Well, so many things. I think maybe not so much something that she said to me. Mm -hmm. She always says great things to me. (laughs) She's always very proud of me. But I just enjoy watching her evolve because she's always been kind of starting a new career every at every different point in her mm. life she's not afraid to choose to learn a whole new world of medicine like she didn't know ayurvedic medicine mm. maybe like three years ago mm-hmm. and now she has studied with all of these different teachers and making homemade ghee wow. and you know like so I, I just am inspired by her constant reinvention of herself and quest to mm learn and it's never too late to learn something and get better at something and um she played guitar when she was young and oh so, really yeah okay I,
2: I, <laughs> is that where you picked it picked it up? No, no all my siblings
1: play instruments I told you I have really? no discipline yes oh, <laughs> so I don't but she inspires me that maybe I still you know I can I can choose to do something and mm. and it's not too late ever and I'm, I'm not running out of time